Vikings fishing. If you want to know what you've been missing, call on the guys that'll make your line tight. Call Bernie Bass and the captain, all right? That's Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Now they're the guys that old fish fear. They're both known far and near. Ask them what's right, they'll tell you what to do. Ask them what's wrong, well, they'll tell you that too. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, all right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, that's right. They'll keep your line tight. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Welcome to the tight line with Bernie Bass and the captain. This week we've decided to do something different. Me and the cap had a nice little talk. As everyone knows, we are all local all the time. And throughout the season, we have brought many local professionals from all aspects of the fishing industry on Long Island, from guides to charter captains, foodies, marine rescue centers, etc. So we thought it'd be fitting to bring on one of you on the show, a listener and a local angler, because it's you guys and gals that support us each and every week and let us do this show. So this week, we have Bill Carpuck, a recent retired teacher who spent a lot of time fishing on the Great South Bay as a youngster and wanted to get back into fishing in retirement. Bill, thanks for joining us, and thanks for tuning in each week. Is there anything you'd like to add? I love the show. It's uh, the only thing in retirement that I set my alarm for. So uh, 5.30 on Saturday mornings, I uh, get the alarm ready, and I go downstairs and listen listen to the show every week i'll tell you and i do really appreciate it i know the captain yeah, does we, too we because do. without you guys that are out there listening each week this doesn't happen and this doesn't continue um bill i do have to say something it's funny that i know you recently retired and you were saying how you know when we talked earlier about how you know you want to get back into fish and i do a lot of seminars around long island and fishing shows you know in the northeast and stuff you don't know how many times i hear that where people you know Oh, I did it a lot, and then I had kids, and, and I got away from it. And then, you know, kind of life gets in the way, and then you retire, and you're looking for something to do. I know you're an active guy, and, you know, um, it really is a great thing to get into, and, you know, it's great to have you on. So you just retired in June after a 30-plus year career in education. How does it feel to be retired? I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's great. It's 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 one of the it's just a fantastic experience. The only thing is, I don't know if the captain would agree. It seems like the time flies. Yes, it feels yes. like it you, you don't have enough. Thing. People have said that to me before, and I didn't really understand it until it happened. But you're busy every single day, and you're not going to work. I don't know how I got anything done when I was working. Yeah, exactly. It, it must be the prioritizing. You prioritize exactly. different things. It's funny you say that because I have a neighbor that just recently retired last year, and his wife also retired you know six or seven months after that and they say the same thing he's like i don't know how i came home from work got the lawn cut got this done got that got kids on the bus off the bus all that kind of stuff it's you know incredible. you don't realize how much life gets in the way what you really want to do when you're working mm -hmm. you absolutely know? absolutely or it's the other way around the working gets in the way <laughs> yeah exactly life. yeah but, <laughs> That's either, how I feel. but either way it, it, it takes a lot of time off your hands all right bill so uh, now, you're a native Long Islander like we are, and, and um, <clears throat> what was your first experience around the water? Was it Were you a little kid like we were, fishing, clamming, crabbing, or was it some other aspect that brought you into loving fishing? 
Absolutely fishing. So uh, my parents, uh, my my family owned a, a local uh, service station in Central Islip, and we had you know all kinds of boats hanging around, and people would try to sell you a boat. They'd walk into the service station, hey, I got a boat for you. So we were always dry, you know, had these <laughs> cruddy little boats, but we'd go out on the Great South Bay, and uh, there's so. I was thinking about this the show, and I was you know there's so many childhood memories that I have that revolve around fishing. I didn't realize it. Um, and one of the things was uh, we also uh, would go out to hit the hills when I was a kid on the Columbus Day weekend. And uh, I can remember all the, the, the birds coming up and people running over the dunes with their surf cast and rods to, uh, to, to go out there and fish for bluefish. Great memories, right? Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. And on that thought, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to the tight line with Bernie Bass and the captain. We're here with Bill Carpluck, an angler that listens to the show every week out there. Cap? Yeah, Bill, we appreciate you listening and your story. So could you like pick up where you left off before the break and uh, tell us a little bit more about your background, maybe clamming or the fishing part that got you really enthused? Oh, well, definitely, uh, I always remember the Hit the Hills experiences, the terrible weather and Columbus Day weekend, but everybody had such a good time, and everyone was fishing. But I also, my dad uh, was a clammer. You know, he grew up in the ice in Islip, so he was always, you know, Central Islip, he was clamming a lot. We had a clam boat, old clam boat in the backyard, and I can remember him fiberglassing it by himself in the backyard, <laughs> painting it and all, and it was a flat top, and he, we had, you know, clam rakes and things like that. He would do anything he could to, you know, make a little bit of extra money. And uh, my mom was reminding me of all the times we went freshwater fishing, too. Lake Ronkonkoma, you know, we would ride our bikes over there a couple miles. You know, it was, it was a bunch of miles, I guess, now thinking about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'd fish in Lake Ronkonkoma. It was great stuff. Now, when you were uh, doing your clammy, was your dad, you know, were you guys getting in there with your feet? Or were you guys using now, was a rake? Was it a tong boat? What was it? You said decked over? Yeah, it was all decked okay, over. Okay, so just flat. you had tongs? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And I can remember all this stuff in my in my garage as a kid. You know, this is 100 years ago now, so old. But, uh, yeah, it was great. We had a good time. And uh, my dad, you know, had this old beat-up clam boat that he would go out there and, and clam. Most most people don't don't really know that the, the clamming back up west where you are, where you grew up in Islip and Sayville and all that way, when we were little, there was a lot of tong boats. And those look like salad scoopers. And... That fishery, just because the clams thinned out, you couldn't catch enough. But back in the day, they used to do 13, 15 bushels a day. Oh, yeah. We, he'd get it was an incredible oh, amount bushels, of clams. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of clamors back then work in the bay as well. Thousands. Yeah, they said, you know, there used to be thousands. I mean, I, I remember seeing some of the old pictures of just the clam boats next to each other, and they all had bushels and bushels on them. I mean, I, yeah, those days are over. So <laughs> over. So um, all right, Bill. So, I mean, you've had a bunch of experience. It seems like as a youngster, you know, like you said, you had the you know, clam boat in the backyard. Your family had boats or whatever. And, you know, you, you talked about a little freshwater fishing. Um, did you spend a lot of time on the beach fishing as a kid or just on the beach in general, boogie board and that kind of stuff? You know, did you just have really an appreciation for the water when you were young? Oh, absolutely. But I think it was more when I was young, it was more um, activities on the bay as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, on the beaches, you know, except for, like I said, that Columbus Day weekend out at the Hills, we were doing a lot of beach. And then once in a while, we'd go out to Shinnecock and uh, do that. But uh, most of it was boats. Charters, especially, you know, I remember going on charter boats as a kid. But we all had people who knew, had boats, uh, and uh, or we had boats, you know, and just jump on a boat and go fishing. 
And now I do know one story about you. You've had you had a boat recently. Um, yes. How how was that experience? And is that why you kind of maybe jumped into the surf game now? You just kind of yeah, boated I, I, out. I, I don't know. I, I, if that's I, a term. I wasn't, I, I wasn't such a great boater. Um, <laughs> I didn't have the experience, and the bay is is not as easy as people make it out to be unless you have experience. My wife wasn't a big fan of it either. So, uh, but the surf cast and I enjoy it. And one of the things I enjoy about it is. You know, like uh, like you said to me in the past, you can go out there for a couple of hours and and then drive home and and you're and you're good for the day. Boating seemed like it took a lot of time and a lot of energy and effort, and just don't have that time really. It's funny because I almost felt that way like when I camped. Either you know I had right. to be all in. It's 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 a big thing. You stay for the weekend. I never minded the week trips because I had that town time and stuff. But where I was coming off the camp with a camper on a Sunday night and I just wanted to go to bed. I worked the next morning and then I got two hours of cleanup to go. You know I've always said you know what's great about the surf fishing aspect, like you kind of just mentioned, you can go for a couple hours, get right home. You know and what's great about Long Island, everybody is only about 15 minutes away from anybody of water so boom you're there you get the gear out and and you do what you do and even you with you know i know you're the big boat guy but i, I just see you just take yeah. the dogs down to the to the water you're there in you know five minutes well, that's, and, that's and you have a nice there. evening thing you know yeah, it's just but, but the boats like you said you know it's a complete you got to be full in you gotta right. also the maintenance that goes with it and you know if you have a trailer the bearings eventually are going to get sticky you know there's so much that goes with it and it is nice to just be able to wrap it up in a couple hours absolutely so, Bill, what made you get back into fishing? Um, is it is it the retirement part, or is it have you like have you upped it where you're going to be able to fish more now? Oh, absolutely! I have the, I have the time. All all I do is think about when I'm going to go out, and I've just been jinxed lately with the weather, you know. And uh, I really like to go out at sunrise. I've been going out to. Uh, down to Robert Moses, I got my beach pass now. I, I, I I've been walking out to Democrat. You know, it's a long walk, but I love the solitude. It's beautiful out there. I walk along the bayside and around. Um, so, and Ber- Bernie got me into it because we would, uh, you know, talk every day about fishing, and he was so into it. I said, you know what, this is something I would love to do. I like the I like to the solitude of it, and I like you know to be outside. That's what I'm stressed out a little bit about retirement. Is what am I going to do in the winter? You know, it's right. easy on Long Island when you're out every day, but if I got to sit in my house all day, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, I got no, a great idea. <laughs> you go out, you buy more fishing gear in the winter. <laughs> go to the shows. Go, go to the shows. Go to the shows. Come watch my seminars, <laughs> and everybody else is giving seminars, and support us like you do here, and it's no different. And then it gets you, you know, I do say, though, it goes the fast. shows the it'll shows be, do get you through the winter. You know exactly. The shows kind of break up the winter for me as well, because I do the podcast, and, and I do the shows and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it will break it up for you. And it'll kind of almost get you pumped up for the season when i get to like the end of march and i think you were at one of my seminars actually yep. towards the end of march um in east islip and uh i'll tell you when we got down to the end of march and that was like one of my last seminars i'm gonna do for the season i am all jacked up and ready to go and it seemed like that's when i you know you kind of have have got that itch too um so how what kind of gear you got you got you, you got yourself all geared up now right you're ready to go i'm ready to go the guys over at cap tree bait and tackle they hooked me up they gave me uh they said it was a pretty good setup, and uh, they hooked up my, you know, the whole thing. And I've been going to chasing tails and asking the guys questions because I wanted to go out fluking one day because I had gone out blue fishing 
and uh, I saw the all the charter boats were over by where I had walked. I said, yeah. "Oh, they're all fluking out there. Let me fluke from the from this from the uh, bay side." So I went over chasing tails. They hooked me up. You know, I didn't catch anything, but I I tried the next day. So uh, and then the following day, I went out blue fishing again. So I I just been uh, following the boats actually. And I'll tell you, those guys are great. I mean, Brendan over at Captree. I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. He's very generous. I know. You know, the captain has. Oh, you know, yeah, he, he allowed you to dock his boat, boat when he's had dive, boat dive there. boats there and stuff like that. He's really a good guy. He's generous. He does a lot for the community. He runs the Snapper tournament for the kids. He's donating stuff. You know, he does all the shows. I mean, and the guy at Chasing Tales is great. And I've always said this. There is nothing better than the knowledge in your local tackle shop. And oh. that's what those guys bring to the table. Absolutely. You know, that, that knowledge that you can't get. You know, like I said, you go to Dick Sporting Goods. You know, the kid that's worth, and no, and no offense to the kid, but the kid that's selling sneakers today is now in the fishing section tomorrow. He just doesn't have that back knowledge. These guys are out there. They're doing what they're, you know, they're doing what they do. And that's, you know, and on that note, Cap, we'll be right back. Be right back. Welcome back to the tight line with Bernie Bass and the captain. We're continuing our conversation with Bill Carpuck, but first we got to talk about the happenings around the island sponsored by our friends over at ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. October 28th to 30th is the Fred Garofalo Memorial South Shore Fishing Classic sponsored by the Long Island State Parks and the Fisherman Magazine. The fee is $25. For more info, call 631-321-3510. Once again, that number is 631-321-3510. Are you an organization with any upcoming fishing or fishing-related events? Please email us the information at tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com so we can get you on the air. And that was our Happenings Around the Island, sponsored by ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. This brings us to the Catch of the Week winner, sponsored by our friends over at Professional Care Physical Therapy of Riverhead and Patchogue. Check them out for all your physical therapy needs. Check out their website at professionalcarept.com, also sponsored by Tightline's Tackle of Sag Harbor. If you'd like to be a weekly winner, send those pictures to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or Instagram at tightlinewrivradio. Our contest winner this week is Larry N. from East Mariches, New York. His entry of a nice full run striped bass won him a nice SNS Bucktails prize pack, courtesy of Uncle Stan over at SNS Bucktails. Thanks for listening and thanks for entering the contest. Once again, want to be a winner in the future? Send your catch pictures to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or Instagram direct message at tightlinewrivradio. Next week, we'll be giving away a Pumbaa plug prize pack courtesy of our friends over at Pumbaa Plug. Sorry, Cap, we're not giving away any dinner and no ice cream ice next cream. week. No, but I will tell you this. Once again, I got to let everybody know, at the end of the season, we'll pick an angler of the year. Already, we have gift certificates donated by our friend Kenny Morse over at Tight Lines Tackle. We got a Visser Reel donated by our friend Robert Coleman over at Visser Reels. We've also added apparel by Set the Hook Long Island, tackle accessory pa um, package from Turtle Cove. We also have SNS Bucktails, Fat Cow Fishing Products, Captain's bringing stuff in. It's getting bigger and bigger every week. What are you thinking about the end of the year contest? I think it's going to be great. I think the box is going to be full and worth all the effort. Absolutely. And that is going to be at our last show. We are going to announce that. Okay, and this brings us to our last cast, which is sponsored by our friends at Miller Place Bait and Tackle and SNS Bucktails. Okay, so this week on the last cast, um, I want to talk about different statements we hear. Um, over the years, we hear different sayings, different things people say or whatever. I got to tell you, um, one of the ones that I think is very overused and is kind of irritating me um, over the years is hearing people say to me, if I ask them something or something like that, it is what it is. I kind of really don't like that statement. To me, it saying it is what it is is that you don't have the knowledge to give me the right answer 
or you don't want to take the effort to seek out that right answer. What do you think, Cap? I agree. I mean, it, it you can use that once in a while, but I bet you four out of five times you shouldn't be using that because you, you should give it some thought. You can't just give up. No, People it's kind of just sending up. me on my way without really yeah. giving me an answer. And I just if I ask a question, I like an answer. Tell what me why you? it is. Not it is what it is. Tell yeah. me why it is. No, um, Phil, how do you feel about that? I agree, hundred percent. Tired of that. Tired of that statement. And like you said, it's like giving up. It's like you don't want to give an answer. It's kind of ridiculous. It's bailing actually. out. So, and that's our last cast, sponsored by our friends over at Miller Place Bait and Tackle and SNS Bucktails. All right, um, Bill, we want to talk a couple more questions with you. Um, all right, I know you um, spend some um, time in Florida throughout the year. Um, so will you be doing some fishing down there as well? And how much time are you going to spend down there? Uh, Not too much. you got to get back to listen to our show, you know. I'll, I'll you can listen to it from there. Oh, you're right. I don't know how long I'm going to spend down there. A couple weeks here and there. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm not going to spend too long a time down there. But I'm definitely going to fish. I'm, I'm planning on going over to Tampa uh, for part of the um winter and then maybe over to the east coast for another part i want to do some charter boat kind of action i'd like to go out i've never been out on the ocean down there are you going to be doing boat. this by yourself or do you have friends down there that are going to be fishing with you other I'll retirees probably do it by or, my, i'll probably yeah. do it by myself i have friends down there but i don't know if they're going to be into fishing but. oh okay um bill i tell you when you do head down there you got to let me know because i do have um a lot of friends in the industry you know throughout the united states but i do have some stationed in florida down there. actually a few were on the show we had jenna lombardo on a couple weeks ago she's she's down in florida and she'll be down there all winter and a couple other guides and stuff i know and it's funny because people always ask me you know when i go on vacation when i go do i go fishing yes i do and i hire a guide because they know the area because it takes time to learn a fishery and i, and I know you're yeah, and you're learning things, yeah. what you're doing right now and i like to also see what those guides are doing is there something i can learn from another guide always. that i can utilize and, and do up here you know, when I was down in, uh, remember I went down, I think in February last year or March, I saw guys fishing over by um, St. Augustine. I was over there. Unbelievable. So many guys out there fishing, but there was structure and that's why they were fishing. There. I'll tell you. And that's, and that's what you can, bottom line is when, when you're fishing, you need that structure for the fish. But the captains always have to put fish in the boat for the clients. So you're going to learn so much, even if you don't catch anything that day, because they have off days every year once in a while, yeah. but they will do whatever they can. They'll use every trick in the book to get you a fish. You learn from what they're doing. Now, Captain, I know one of your good friends is down there. I know he's retired, but I don't know if he's still doing Captain stuff a little bit down. Artie Jost, right? Yeah, you know, he Long doesn't Island Captain guy? Trips. He's just a legendary captain um, that's been on swordfish boats. and tuna. I tuna fished with him. And caught a, on his boat, I caught a 489-pound blue marlin. You know, didn't you work it, for him back in the day on Long Island? Yeah, I worked for him. He had a, they had an appliance business and a hot tub business. And I worked for him for a while before I got into teaching. Now, Bill, you were saying you were going to Tampa. But is, is where you're, like, I don't want to say stationed, where you go down there, is that close to Tampa? or? Yeah, my mom that? lives outside of Orlando. I'll go visit her, and then I'll jet away. Oh, so you're going to do a little exploring besides trying oh, to yeah. stay put or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And are you going down with a couple friends when you go down, or? No, nah, I might go down with my wife for one of the breaks, maybe. You know, I, I'll go fishing with her. I'd love to go out in the water. See, just awesome. see, I've never done it before, so you got to get it yeah. done. Uh, Bill, I got to, uh, every week, as you know, because you tune in, um, each week we have a guest, if they like to share a story, funny story or something like that that happened to them on the water, funny, mishap, 
whatever. Would you like it was to a, share a story it, with it, us? It was funny and a mishap, actually. Okay. Uh, we went out. as a, I remember as a young kid, I was out on the boat with my grandfather, his best friend, and my dad. And we were out on Mauritius Bay, and we had never been there before. And we had gone out, and we had uh, trailed a boat out there. We get out on Mauritius Bay, and all of a sudden, the weather turned crazy, and it was pouring rain. And we're driving across the bay going high speed. And my, my, uh, my grandfather's friend said my dad pull the plug pull the plug and my dad was like i'm not pulling the plug the rain was coming in the boat it was nuts and my dad pulled the plug and the water drained out and as and long as you're moving yeah as long as you're moving remember to put it back <laughs> yeah, in exactly. keep the boat afloat yeah. <laughs> words of advice from the tight in your hand all right bill i uh, just got to thank you for coming on i also like to thank my main show sponsors brawn seafood blue sage day spa and whitewater outfitter so that wraps up this week's show for birdie bass and the captain have a great week and i hope you'll tune in next week please check us out anytime on instagram at tightline wriv radio for all our upcoming show information please feel free to email us at tightline wriv radio at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions we are casting off from wriv radio your hometown station all local all the time please join us next week for another exciting show and always remember treat people with kindness and thank a veteran casting off